I knew that people in emergency medicine get burnt out going into emergency medicine. Um, my father is a physician and he told me, oh, don't go into emergency medicine. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another week's episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast, where we learn to face our fears and emerge victoriously. Today, we have Ronnie Shalev with us, and she is going to tell us all about who she is and what she is up to. Thank you so much, Charmaine. I really appreciate uh, you having me on here, and I love listening to your podcast. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> Every oh, time you. I'm just like inspired and I, you know, I don't know if you've been told this, but it does give other listeners like courage, like oh, good. motivates good. and, and uh, so I, I really wanted to be on your podcast. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, no, I appreciate you <laughs> for sure. And I didn't, and uh, I'll give you payment later. Okay. Is that okay, Ronnie? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hilarious. So you've got to tell everybody about all of the awesome things that you're doing and who you are. Yeah. So um, I'm an emergency medicine physician and I'm, I can confidently say that I am a survivor of physician burnout. <laughs> um, I was at the bedside for 16 years and uh, suffered like severe burnout ready to leave. And I really was captivated by fear for many, many years, worried, of, you know, where do I go? What are my options? What do I do with my life? You know, what if I don't like that job? What if right. I, this is me? What if, you know, what if this is just, it's not the job, it's not the situation, but I'm going to be unhappy in everything. So I really was able to um, get over my fear um, and leave medicine, uh, after really establishing like a path forward. Uh, once you start saying, okay, I'm not afraid. I just have to figure it out. I just don't know. That's really what's limiting me, the fear of the unknown. And once you start saying, okay, okay, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I've been through worse. I can figure it out. What are my options? What do I do? What do I like? What do I not, what I do don't like? Why am I feeling this way? A lot of, you know, introspection and, and education. And I was able to leave medicine um, and, and not only to leave completely, but I've, I've created two parallel careers for myself. 
Okay. Um, I, I left medicine and I, I work in a medical device company. Um, okay. but I also left medicine and I'm a real estate investor. Oh, look at that. So <laughs> two different things, completely, very different, very different. completely out of my element. And I was, I was able to do that after conquering the fear of the unknown fear, anxiety of worry of, you know, just thoughts that didn't serve me. So, I'm you know, it's, fast, it's fascinating. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, there's so many things that we need to unpack there from what you just said. But, you know, it's like um, the thing that's really, really funny about emergency doctors, right, is that we deal with the unknown all day long. Like, literally, we have no idea. It's unknown what's going to come through the door. It's unknown the patient's history because they never can tell you, right? And so you're working <laughs> with little data and it's a high stakes game and literally life or death. And yet you still adapt and yet you still make it happen. And yet you still, and so, you know, that skill set, I am sure came in handy when you made a transition because, uh, yeah. So you got to tell us number one, when you saw that this was it, like you got to that, um, you got to that place and you just kind of were like, this, I can't do this anymore. I, I cannot be at the bedside anymore. When you got there and you had that realization, how did you find number one, the medical device entree? Like, how did that happen? So I'll tell you, <clears throat> I didn't have like a, like I'm jumping off the cliff moment. Okay. I can't do this anymore. I started okay. feeling my like, relu like reluctance in staying in emergency medicine. And really one of the things that drew me to emergency was that you didn't know what was coming in and you didn't know what kind of patients you were going to get, what trauma or, or, you know, whatever, you didn't know what was going to come through that door. And that was one of the things that drew me to emergency medicine and my love affair with emergency medicine <laughs> took a turn when I started not liking that part of it, not knowing what was coming and starting to oh, okay, worry gotcha. about what was coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's when I was like, okay, I need, if I, if this, I can't do this for 35 years or for 40 more years, what am I going to do? And I started creating a plan. So it's not like one day I woke up and I said, okay, I'm going to leave and I'm going to be a real estate investor and I'm going to go and work in medical device. It was really a three-year journey okay. for um, three-year journey for medical device and, and really a five-year journey for real estate. So it was really methodical and planned and me telling myself, you can still do this. You can still do this. You have a plan. You have a plan. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. And then, and then at some point when I was at the edge of the cliff looking down, I had to jump. And, and that's, that's when I assumed the safety nets that I had put together would catch me. And they did. So, wow. 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 <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So the reason why I'm saying, wow, like in, you know, different intonations like that is because, you know, um, the first piece is where you, you saw that you were going through burnout. Now, now we talk about it a lot more. Um, I don't know when, like what year this happened for you. Um, but I'll tell you that when I went through it, uh, there was not talk about it and I had no idea what was actually happening. And so, you know, the recognition piece 
took me a lot longer and was almost accidental um, when I was exploring something completely different. And so, you know, the fact that you even had that, that light bulb moment where you're like, look, no, this is not working. Like, I really don't like anymore this, the serendipity, the, or, or the um, extemporaneous nature of our job. Like, I am not, I am not liking this. I, I want to know what's coming. I want to know like what I'm dealing with. And so you recognize that. And then you're like, so then you take it another step. So, I mean, this is like, this is like high level fear facing that you're talking about here, right? Because now, so you recognize the thing. And then the next step that you have is not, you don't have like a, your plan is not like a, like a six month plan or a 90 day plan. Your plan is a freaking years plan. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm about to make this move, but I'm going to be gangster about it. And I'm going to make sure that when I make that, when I take that step off of the solid ground, that I'm going to land on something good. And not only one something good, but you had two, you had two things. And so that process in and of itself, that is like amazing. Now, did you get any coaching? Did this kind of all this come to you? Like, how did you go from like point A to point B? Because this is a thing that it lose a lot of people, right? Like for me, my journey was different because like, I was working on myself in another arena and it just turned out that I figured out what the heck was going on with me in medicine and then figuring a, a way forward. But for you, I am very curious as to how you went from that epiphany, that recognition point to, okay, here's the, you know, here's a multi-step, uh, multi-year plan. Uh, this avenue, this avenue. How did how did that happen? Because that right there is the magic sauce. Yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. I agree, hundred um, percent. So, really, when it's funny because I knew that people in emergency medicine get burnt out going into emergency medicine. Um, my father is a physician, and he told me, "Oh, don't go into emergency medicine. Everybody gets oh, wow. burnt out." And I was like, I am going to emergency medicine. I love emergency medicine. It's I'm built for it. I love the unknown. I love the drama. I love the, you know, adrenaline that rushes through. So I was going to prove him wrong. Um, but then in my mind, really the whole time I was like worried, like, what if he's right? Oh, wow. <laughs> what am I going to do? So I oh, always yeah. had it in my mind. Like, is this burnout? Is this burnout? Uh oh, is this burnout? And you're right. There wasn't a lot of talk about it. This was in. Um, I started feeling. I started feeling burnout around 2012. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just yeah. started. So yeah, they were still. Uh, they weren't in talking about it, and I started thinking yeah. like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Maybe it's the hospital. Maybe it's because I'm in a teaching facility, and I need to be just a community doctor. Maybe it's the volume's too high and I need a smaller volume. Maybe it's the shifts. Maybe they're too long. Maybe I, so I, I would just kind of hop around um, into different kind of structures, trying to play with the flexibility of, of emergency medicine. Do I want a big hospital, small hospital? Do I want more physician hours, you know, coverage, more mid-level coverage? And I, tr I played with all of it. And only after I explored all of it, did I realize, yeah, I'm still burnt out. <laughs> None of this is working. Um, and you're, you know, you ask, did I do it by myself? Absolutely not. I hired multiple coaches. I hired um, like 
mentors for real estate. I hired mentors. I did paid mentorships. I've done education. I've spent thousands and thousands of hours learning and talking to people and, and like meeting people that are doing things before I would even consider doing it myself. Okay. And then same thing with the medical device. I spoke to hundreds of physicians that left medicine before oh, I, I knew what I even wanted. Um, I hired multiple different coaches to help me with different aspects, like helping me with my resume, helping me with career planning, making those jumps. Um, so there was, I, this was a team effort. Um, and, right. and you say like, I planned it. I, that was not, <laughs> I was hoping it would be six months. <laughs> oh, I was like, when is this going to happen? Why is this taking so long? Um, got you know, it. God has got a plan it. and it took longer because a lot of pieces were falling together. Um, nice. And I was just trying to be nice. patient. I was like, it's going to happen for me. It's going to be fine. I'm going to figure this out. And it was a, it was a long process. Um, but I, today I, I wouldn't change a thing. Absolutely not. I mean, just think about, it. I mean, you, as you're talking and you're talking about, you know, thousands of hours and, you know, talking conversations that you've had with so many different people, you know, there's a incredible, incredible rate, like, probably exponential rate of growth that came out of that. Right. I mean, just think, just think about the fact that if it had been six months, you probably would never have had that level of expertise and confidence going into either one of those things, you know? And so the fact that you had sure. to put the pieces together over a longer period of time, not only created a tremendous foundation, but it's like, it actually puts you now in a zone of genius, right? Cause like, you know, I don't know if you, if you buy into the 10,000 hour thing, but like, you know, you've had that at least, you know, in each of those. So you've, you've actually become an expert in each of those areas on intentionally, like, or maybe intentionally, <laughs> I don't know. And so it's, that's really, really neat. It's extremely really cool. And it's something that we, when we're in the throes of the thing, we may not really realize because we get impatient. I mean, you're, you're, you're a doc, right? I mean, like our attention span is not very long. Like we tend to be no, very much like make a decision already. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're that, we're those kind of people, we're those people. And so, you know, to have something that you're like chipping away at over a longer period of time had to test you in ways that you did not expect and it had to yield an incredible growth within you and it had to create a Ronnie that is absolutely fantastic when she looks back at the Ronnie before this all started had to like there's just no way like there's absolutely. no matter I'm a, how I'm a, I'm a different, different person that's what I'm saying yeah. it's like it's nuts yeah. You know, and, and, and when we're on the, the front side of it, we're like, and I'm only speaking about this because, you know, we, and whenever we are hit, we hit like a Nadir, like burnout, like there's nothing, it's either we stay there or we become this amazing person as a result of that adversity. Right. And, and so, you know, I recognize that as I am talking to you. Right. And then I also recognize it, having experienced it myself. And so it's like, when, but when you're in inside of it, like when you're in that pit and you're looking up and you're like, what the heck, how the hell am I going to get out of here? And you're like trying to figure out, you're trying to find yourself. You're trying to figure out like, well, well, what is the alternative? Like, what will I do? How will I, how will I, um, 
how will I continue to make an impact? Because our, our, our identity has been emergency medicine for, I don't know how long you're practicing for, but for me at the time when I went through it, I was already almost a decade into it. And so it's like, you know, that was my identity. I was like, yes, I'm a wife. Yes, I'm a mom, but I am, you know, I'm a doctor, right? Like, that's what I do. I never really like explored other things. I never thought, what else could I do? What, what skill set do I have? But oh my God, you are an emergency doctor. This skill set is ridiculous, right? Right? I mean, yes. clearly. Yes, yes. You know, it's you, like you're reading clearly. my soul right now. It's not. It <laughs> it's so does. true. Oh my God. It's true. I, and part of my thing was, how can I still make an impact? It was huge. I was like, I'm not going to go work for an insurance company. I am not doing that. Like, I do not want to work for the devil, you know? So oh. I w- wanted a company <laughs> that I could be proud to work for. I wanted right, to help right. people. I wanted to continue like making an impact because when you're, I was 16 years working with patients. Wow. You, you really help so many patients. I mean, think about it. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 16 years, you know, 50 patients a day Yeah. for however many shifts you do. I mean, it's the amount of people I've impacted is huge, but I, I'm only in my forties. Like I still want to make an impact. So yes. I really had to make sure that what I was going to was going to be aligned with my with my core values of really like impacting people. Um, and I, I believe that not only did I go into a med to a healthcare medical device company that impacts people, but I'm now helping them with financial wellness, which is huge because it's all connected huge. to what yes. we have to go through. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, that's awesome. And so I'm very curious what, prompted you to choose real estate. So I get the medical device channel, right? Because you're still within our realm, but you know, from them, the practical side, different practice, right? But I'm just curious what sparked the interest in real estate and then what, um, what pushed you forward to want to be able to do more in that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So actually, you know, when I started looking outside of medicine into what I could do, I realized that it was like a 40 to 50% pay cut. And um, I was the primary breadwinner. And I was like, well, how can I, how can I possibly leave medicine? And my whole family will, their lives will change. Yeah. Um, And they'll be impacted. And then it was the fear, you know, like, what if I make the wrong choice? And then we've had to move or sell our house and downsize and, and, you know, eat ramen and whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And real estate is what helped me give me the freedom to be able to leave that job because it created supplemental income for me um, to help bridge that the finances. So that I was able to make the finances not a decision at all in my career okay. planning. It was, it was not a factor. It was, what do I want to do? Who do I want to help? And money didn't matter because I was getting money from somewhere else. Nice. Um, and that's nice. why I love, I, I fell into it and it worked for me. And now I want to share it with as many people as I can, because I see so many physicians burned out, not knowing where to go, worried about money. And most of them don't know that there are other options out there that you don't have to yes. get your entire income just from your job. Correct. 
Correct. Yes, yes. No, this is all speaking my language. You just don't understand. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we are like spiritually connected somehow. <laughs> it's like everything that you're saying. I'm like, oh my god, yes, yes, yes. That's that's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And then, so, you know, how are you doing this? Because how are you, how are you, is it? Cause what I kind of hear you saying is you're making an impact through the medical device arena, but you're also at the same time making an impact on those same, that same network with the financial piece. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Or am I? Yeah. Okay. So what so you have to explain I'm... that some more. Absolutely. So I, I do something called um, syndications, um, where you we're buying large commercial properties, but we don't buy them alone. It's not just me buying it and doing this big thing. I actually bring investors along with the for the ride. Got it. Um, and I do a lot of the the hard work, and the investors put in their money, and we make it grow. Um, and so a lot of my investors are physicians. They're, they're people that are like, that saw me leave and they're like, how did you do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm still doing like 19 shifts a month. And I'm like, do you remember that thing oh, I told you about God. in 2015? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it since 2015. <laughs> it's blowing up now. <laughs> so, so if you want, you know, I can teach you, I can help you. So I've been doing a lot of education for physicians. Like, what is this? It, you know, ER doctors specifically are very, um, they don't trust anybody. So, you know, are you gonna, are you gonna steal my money? Is this a, is this some sort of Ponzi scheme? Right. And right. once they start like understanding, we always fear the unknown. Once yes, they understand. Human nature. <laughs> yeah, when, once we understand what it is and then how it works, then we learn like most of these, what's great about real estate is that it's nothing, there's nothing complicated about it. It's not complicated like medicine. We do the most complicated thing. Yes. So once you learn really the basics, it's like, oh, okay. So this is the structure. This is what it is. Okay. You're buying a property. You're making it nicer. You're raising the rents and then you sell it. Okay. That makes sense. That's the big picture. There's no like, yeah, yeah. there's no crazy unknowns like COVID or, or right. like weird cancer or weird strokes that we have to figure out. Like this is, this is very straightforward. And when the physicians see how straightforward it is then they fear less and they trust more. No, that's awesome. That is awesome. And so if somebody is listening to this, which I'm sure you're going to have several people who are listening to this and they're going to be like, oh my God, that's me. I want to know more about that. <laughs> How can they reach out to you? Yeah, they. so um, uh, my company is called Shalwin Properties. Um, it's, you have to spell that out just in case they're not... Uh, yeah. S-H-A-L-W-I-N. Shall okay. win properties. Um, and uh, on my website, there's information about syndications and about apartments. And, and of course, you can you can book a call with me um, on the website or you can we have a, a funnel that we're building that has a lot of informational videos. And that's invest.shallwinproperties.com. Awesome. And, and then um, just touching a little bit on that, what's kind of properties are we talking about? Like, you know, large condominium towers, we're talking about like, you know, maybe like a five or six, you know, capacity unit, like what is there a range or do you have like specific ones that you're honing in on? Yeah. So these are large apartment complexes. 
Um, so usually 150 apartments and up, um, between 30 million and 100 million, depending on the market. So there's a lot of a lot of different options, and these are nice apartments. Um, so it, it, it's it's really exciting, and it's 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 the big leagues. <laughs> sounds like a girl. I'm like what. <laughs> That is fantastic. And then is there any particular area of the country or is this, is this just the United States or is this worldwide? Oh, that's a great question. No, it's just United States. Currently we're in the Dallas Fort Worth market. We're in okay. Houston um, okay. and we're closing on a property now in Las Vegas. Um, okay. Soon, hopefully we'll be in, in uh, Arizona as well. Oh, fantastic. Okay. All right, cool. That's good because, you know, if people are in those areas, they would be maybe there, you know, pique a little interest. So that's fantastic. And then uh, one more question. Uh, do you have like a minimum for people who, because I know if I'm listening and I'm like, oh, that sounds good, but she just said, you know, $100 million. I don't have $100 million to put into a syndication. I also don't even have like... um maybe a hundred thousand dollars. Like, so what, what is your minimum, I guess? Uh, so people can get an idea of whether this is something that they would be interested in or it could be feasible for them. Yeah. Well, for all transparency, I don't have a hundred million dollars either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so great about these, um, these apart, these real estate deals is that hundreds of people come together and they buy shares of the of the unit of like the whole business of the whole LLC that owns this property. Um, so typically the investments are between fifty thousand and a hundred thousand. It could be it could be twenty five depending on the deal. But you know people don't have that kind of money sitting in their bank account. But that's right. what's great is that we we can invest with our retirement funds in these type of um, these are SEC regulated investments. So you can use uh, your 401k, you can use your retirement accounts that are, you can tap into them and invest. So we can always be creative on, on how um, you can do it, because if you want to do it, you can find a way. That's right. That is so true. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that was, I said one more question about this, but that was my next question. I was like, what if you have a self-directed, because some people do. Um, I think more of us should, uh, a lot of us don't know about this and we tend to just like dump our money in 401ks that are being directed by other people. And we never really like get hands-on or even make any attempt to be hands-on with it. Um, which is part of our problem as doctors. No, but I know, sorry. Uh, yeah. So basically <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna put the money over here. Okay. Um, but what kind of rate are you getting in return? Oh yeah. You're happy with like 8%. If, you know, if you get that and you're like, oh, that'll get me there, but then you could have put it elsewhere and you could have had double digits, you know, over time. That's significant. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other story. So <laughs> I was like really, um, intrigued because when you said that, I was like, the first thing I thought about was a self-directed, uh, 401k as a potential source for capital to invest in this. And so it's good to hear that the way that you are set up is such that that is something that is a viable option. Because I think people here, you know, because as physicians, a lot of times, you know, not everybody's in a position where, and I don't know if this is you, but this is me. I'm like debt free. And I'm like, you know, like the way I live my life is like, look, you know, I don't live it where I'm like chained to the golden handcuffs. It's basically to me, it's like, I live it 
to have fun, to have experiences. But not everybody's in that space. Like I talked to residents who owe like, you know, 300,000 and it's a couple and it's like a piece. And I'm like, holy shit. Well, you know, how is that even a thing, <laughs> yes. right? You know what I mean? Yes. And so you you get kind of caught up in that because then now you're like, okay, I know I got to put money away to re- retirement, but I'm also feeling the the anvil that is the, you know, that are these student loans. And right. so you, you're not thinking about alternative ways in which you can create wealth that will get you out of that situation. And so when they hear, you know, big investment, big capital investment, they're, they're not understanding that there are creative ways in which you can do this and leverage. And so I am so glad that you mentioned the fact that you can utilize your retirement funds because um, that is a great way in which to increase that more expeditiously and put you in a better position so you don't feel like you are completely trapped if you find at any moment that you no longer are supercharged by whatever it is that drew you to your specialty. So Absolutely. thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. Cause I think that's, <laughs> that's key. you know what I mean? That's like one of those, I was like, Oh my God, as you were saying it, I was like, I wonder if people could use their 401ks and then immediately you started talking about it. So that was, that was perfect. Again, I'll pay you later. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So that's awesome. And then, so, so they would go to, um, they'd go to the website. And then from there, you said that there's a way in which that they can get more information about how to get involved. And you mentioned before that it's been mostly physicians. Are you taking, um, partners or you're taking investors from other avenues or is it, are you targeting specifically physicians? No, we're open to anybody that's interested in doing that. I have you know, my family, my, my siblings, my cousins, I have dentists, I have, you know, lawyers, I have anybody that wants to diversify their income, they want some cash flow, anybody that wants supplemental income, passive income, recurring income. Um, And then there's just people that just want the money at the end, you know, they just care about the appreciation. And when we sell it, for, you know, real estate's going crazy right now. So there's people that, that, ter- that come to me for, for various reasons. My mission is really to help my kin, the people that are, you know, just feeling trapped. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. right now, I really feel like it's the, it's the physicians that I want to help, but I'm always open to talking to anybody. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. That is awesome. Hey, it's Dr. G, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. 
So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. So, okay. So I said one question and now I'm going <laughs> to take it back because I have one more. Okay. So just to paint a picture because people will do things that they feel uncomfortable with. Right. So like people who go into medicine or, you know, other kind of professions where things are kind of laid out for you and there's a security maybe involved, they tend not to want to branch out and do stuff like this. Right. And the reason why I was one of those fear. people, by the way, yeah, yeah. I was one so, of those so, people. Yeah. No, no, I yes. totally get it. Cause like, <laughs> what you mean, you know, go and do stuff in the markets. Like to me, that's like, you know, weird before, not anymore, but you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, they want to hear there's, they hear your proof of concept, right? They hear that you, you made a step. They hear that you are helping other people to make the step. They now hear that there is a pathway where they can utilize if they don't have those funds just sitting there, they can utilize funds that are already been put away. So they hear all that and they're like, okay, all right. First, they didn't think they could do the thing because they're like, well, did somebody else do it? Oh, no, she did it. And she's like, oh, they'll do it. Okay, boom. So that's off the table. The next objection is going to be, oh, so, but I don't have, you know, $100 million. Okay. You don't have to have that. You could utilize, you could creatively utilize funds that you already are putting money away into. Okay, so that objection is off the table. So then the next thing is, the next objection or the next thing probably that's going to come up is, um, so when I put in my 25,000 or my 50,000, how do I know or what, what kind of timeline is there for me to get benefit from that investment? So I think that you probably need to kind of touch on too. Cause I think that's like going to be another major objection when people think about something like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is what's great about these type of investments is that they pay you throughout the life of the investment. Um, you know, I, I invested as an angel investor in a pre IPO company. I put my money in, I still haven't seen any of the money. It's been 10 years. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, it's so I know that it's going to pop at some point, mm -hmm. maybe, mm -hmm. I hope. Right. But in the meantime, <laughs> I'm not getting any, any cash flow. I'm not getting any benefits. There's no tax benefits. There's nothing. On the opposite side, there's, uh, and it's very risky, okay, what I did with the angel investing. Compared to an apartment complex that I buy, um, I'm teaming with a lot of people, let's say a hundred investors, we're all coming together. The biggest investor in that is the bank. The sure. bank does the most due diligence. They're not going to give you $23 million without you proving every single, like dotting every I and crossing every T and making sure everything is like, so an investor at least has like, well, at least the bank did the due diligence. Right. But on top of it, you know, every one of the sponsors that the, the bank does due diligence on the sponsors, the sponsors have, you know, uh, a track record and the whole thing is regulated by the SEC. Um, what's great in terms of the timeline with these, these can be between three and seven years. It really depends on each deal. Um, some deals are, are shorter and some deals are longer. Um, I typically 
always underwrite for a five-year deal. So you pretend like that money is really gone for five years, but it's really not because it's not like you're putting it away and you'll see it in five years. You're going to get cash flow throughout the life of that investment. And it's usually between seven and 8% a year that you're just getting cash flow. And it's not just a straight seven to 8%. The first year is a little bit less. The second year is more, the third year is more, the fourth year is more, the fifth year is the most. And then typically the, the, the commercial building is sold. And on the sale, you get a huge pop. You might get 40 to 60% profit. Um, oh, that's so nuts. Really, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, most of these deals, you see a, a, you double your money in five years, but you don't just get it at the end. You get it a little bit at a time and that money that you're getting typically is tax-free because you're getting depreciation. So you're getting the tax benefits. So, and you're getting money throughout the investment and you're getting money at the end. And because the property has gone up in value. So you're getting a lot of the, the benefits throughout the life of the investment. You don't have to wait to the end to see something, um, which, is, which is great. Um, and which is what gives you that recurring income, that passive income, and that supplemental income to help like pay whatever bill, like may, you know, maybe you get, you put in your money and that income that's coming in is paying your, your student loans. Um, and then you just have like a weight lifted off of your shoulders. Right, right. Um, Absolutely. So, or it could be your car payment or it could be your electric bill, whatever it is, the more you invest and you're getting that cat passive income, you could do this investment will cover my, my uh, cable. Mm -hmm. This investment will cover, you know, my car payment. And, and as it's recurring, the money is recurring, you're covering your bills and you're covering your expenses. That's how you achieve financial freedom. It's when the, the income that's coming in is, is more than your expenses, equal to mm -hmm. or more than your expenses. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then at the end it sells. And then you can take that money and the key is to put it into another deal. Of course. And put yeah, yeah. it into another deal and you roll it and you roll it and it exponentially grows. That is financial <laughs> freedom. Yes, yes. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Oh my gosh. All right. And then so, um, yeah, no, okay. I, I, I will, uh, I will, you know what? I'm just going to put another plug in because like, like I said, I feel like we are, we are twinning in so many ways, like really intense how much we're twinning, but I want to make sure that everybody heard what you said. Like literally, if you are afraid because you're like, oh my God, I don't have the money lying around. Okay. Well, most people don't, that's not unusual, but you do have a way forward. Okay. So you can do self-directed in your retirement funds. If you are afraid because you're like, uh, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? Is this like, like you mentioned Ponzi scheme. I thought that was kind of funny. You know, you know, this is a Ponzi scheme is all my money going to go kaput, you know, in, in the yes. deal. But it sounds like there are several fail safes. And I will say that, you know, like you said, the banks really don't just drop 23 million and don't like do crazy due diligence, like, you know, going back and checking your granddaddy's uh, credit report before giving <laughs> you the money. And so you have that. And then on top of that, you have that additional layer of the SEC regulation looking it over. So, you know, you kind of, I mean, it's not like, um, it's, it's not zero risk, right? But the risk is uh, mitigated quite 
a bit, right? Quite a lot, mm -hmm. actually, sure. um, compared to putting stuff in the market, right? You know, you put stuff in, a, you put your money in the market and you're not like keenly aware of the motions and the way that the, the market works. You could easily in the end, I mean, you could have a decent return, but you also could lose everything, right? People, did, people did lose everything in, back in 2008, absolutely. right? Didn't they yes. lose everything? Right, right. And where was the money in the market? And, so, you know, in the market, it's, it's really, you can't control what factors are affecting the market. It could be something in the China that's happening. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could be in the bond market. It has nothing, to, it might not have anything to do with a company that you bought their stock. But when you're buying in real estate, you have the building, you have the land, you have the tenants. And so it's, it's really like a lot less risky than people think. They just think it's risky because they don't know much about it. Fear. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Fear. <laughs> Fear of the unknown. Once again, right. We come full circle back to that. Yes. And then, you know, they also don't realize that like, you know, the market, yes, like you said, there's so many factors that are outside. I mean, we're talking about stock market now. I mean, so the stock market, you know, is basically there's so many uh, external effects that you may or may not be aware of. And, you know, you are actually putting your money at more risk than if you were to buy yes. a physical thing and then yes. know that the utilization of that physical thing is going to yield revenue. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Know. Yes. No. Exactly. So, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, I could talk money all day long because I love talking about money, but we are super excited about this venture that you have. And we love it when we have guests that come on the show and they share ways in which you can diversify your portfolio and get to that point where you can get financial freedom because it is an incredible place and it is an incredible feeling that is true freedom. Because when you have financial freedom, guess what? You are more outwardly focused. You start to think about how you can share or how you can impact those around you because you're not stressed about your bills. Makes a big difference, right? Absolutely. So if we had more people who are financially free, guess what? We probably would have a much better world. Yes. Probably. Yes. <laughs> less fighting, less anger. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh. So anyway, that's another soapbox. So we are at that point in the show where we are going to do fill in the blanks. Hey, Doc, are you ready? You ready I'm for ready. fill in the blanks? Okay, awesome. <laughs> All right. So the first one is, if I am fearless, I will. I will be more present in the moment, worry less, and ultimately enjoy my life more. Love it. Love it. The next one is, to me, fearless freedom means living in the present and not worrying about the future or the past. That's awesome. Awesome. And then we all want to hear what your battle cry is. My battle cry is really what I learned over my three-year journey is I can do anything. Amen, sister. I can do Honestly, anything. That is true. I think we all can. Yes, yes. It's, I have to recognize <laughs> tap into that inner power. Absolutely. Love it. Oh my gosh. Such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and sharing your zones of genius because you had more than one. 
Zones of Genius with us here and a Fearless Freedom Tribe. And just one more time, let everybody know how they can reach you to chat more about how they can change their life through achieving financial freedom. Yes, you can reach me at invest.shalwinproperties.com um, or you can follow me on Instagram, Shalwin Properties, uh, and on Facebook as well. And I really appreciate you having me on this um, show. I think that I mean, every time I hear you talk, I'm like, this is, this is, you're my kin, you're my soul. Like you're talking, you, you're we're reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how I feel. Um, so, you know, hopefully my story helps people and they know that like, it's, we are doctors and we can do anything, you know, it's, it's really amazing how we feel like we only know what we know and it's not true. It's not true at all. Love it. Love it. Awesome.